Hey, is it Saturday yet? Not so fast, my friend. podcast presented by student union sports hello everybody and welcome into another episode of is it saturday i'm your host luke owens joined alongside andrew diaz hopefully big hoppa he's having internet issues what else is new and today we've got another special guest he is ohio quarterback mac offensive player of the year curtis rourke curtis thanks so much for joining us man you're kind of the uh, you kind of complete our infinity zones of mac quarterbacks now we've got the offensive player of the year we had cole snyder from buffalo we had avion smith from Miami, and now we've got you. So thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, of course. Appreciate you guys having me. I actually want to start there because we had Avian on, we had Cole on, and we, both of them we asked, you know, who's your biggest rival in the MAC? And they both said Ohio. So I want to ask you this, Curtis. Why does everyone hate you guys? I, I don't know. I didn't know that. I thought uh, Miami was kind of a big rival in the uh, in the MAC, but I don't know. We had a good season, so maybe they're just trying to uh, talk about you know last year and stuff but you know the max pretty competitive every year so I, I would probably say that every game is a rivalry game because they're always you know close and and well really good competition so just kind of sticking with sticking with the mac obviously a lot different than you know uh, other college football conferences kind of become you know legendary stuff playing on tuesdays wednesdays thursdays gives you know people like us that are huge college football fans something to watch during the week how, how does that kind of what what makes maction so so electric and, and draws people in yeah uh you kind of what i mentioned before i think the mac is one of the underrated conferences uh just because at any point uh you know a team can be really good and, and create an upset against you know a different conference as well as i think the games are relatively competitive um no matter what game you watch um, and I think being able to play on those Tuesday, Wednesday games is something that, you know, the conference does, uh, gets us on the map a little bit more, um, because we've got some really great players in, in, in this conference. Um, and so being able to play on those midweek games, um, in front of a national audience, um, just gets to show, you know, um, the players that we have in, in, in the competitive games that we bring forward. So, yeah. And you obviously had a great year last year. I mean, you finished. 22nd in the country in passing yards despite unfortunately your year ending a little bit early with that torn ACL how's the ACL doing and you know I saw some pictures of you full pads and at spring and everything like that so how is that recovery process going for you yeah it's going really well um uh, I'm pretty much full go now um I'll be I'll be uh 100% for fall camp in, in the season start of the season um really great People, doctors, and trainers helped me out in, in getting to me, getting to uh, help me get to the place I am now. Um, and so I'm incredibly grateful for that. Um, but yeah, I'm doing really well. I actually do want to ask this too about the ACL because I feel like a lot of times with, you know, the NFL with college, like, oh, he tore his ACL, like, but he'll be back. I feel like a lot of people just breeze by the fact that, you know, it is a very, you know, intense surgery, intense recovery. Like, What's that process kind of been like, like from surgery to, you know, where you're at now? Like what goes into that kind of process? Yeah, um, it's it's the longest surgery I've had um, in the sense that the timeline to get back and be able to do stuff uh, was the longest. Um, basically, it's about, uh, I think, three weeks in crutches, um, just trying to let everything heal, uh, let everything get back to normal. Um, the biggest thing is 
when, you know, they repair the ACL and everything, all the muscles around and surrounding kind of just um, take a break. And so you got to rebuild that muscle um, and all those muscles around to re-strengthen them. I would say it's about three, three to four months when you have to start jogging and stuff and, and, and getting going and, and doing all that cutting and, and everything comes way later. Um, I mean, the, the base guideline for, for most people is around nine months to be able to become back for recovery. Um, and so it's, it's, it's a long one and I don't wish it upon anybody. Um, so Curtis, going back to, uh, you know, your high school ball days, what, what was, uh, you know, kind of your recruiting process? Cause you didn't go through, obviously being out of the country, it's not a typical one as uh, you know, a player from the United States. So what kind of, what was your, uh, you know, recruiting path, especially with your brother playing at Ohio? Yeah. Um, uh, it, like you said, it's tough to get recruited. Um, playing in Canada, I think it's getting a lot better these days. A lot more Canadians and, and international players being, you know, giving the chance to play it here in the states. But yeah, I, I think I went to a ton of camps in the summer and and really just tried to understand the recruiting process a little bit and how I can get a leg up on people and kind of creating film as much as I can, sending it out as much as I can. Um, you know, it was great. Nathan was there, my brother, beforehand uh, to kind of have the foot in the door, but. Uh, when I went to those camps and met the coaches and stuff, uh, the first times it really wasn't, you know, anything special. You know, I think I still needed a lot to improve and create. A, I needed a lot more arm strength. I mean, I remember my coach telling me that I need. I just needed some more arm strength. They first saw me, and so uh, that was something that I really worked towards. And it was that six months later, when he saw me, I improved a bunch. But um, I, you know. It was it was definitely very close to not having any offers out of high school and very little interest um, because I didn't take that you know American route and stuff which is really important and so I was very very blessed to be able to get off from Ohio I had a little bit other interest but no other offers and so it was it was a tough tough ride but I'm glad I got got somewhere and was able to make the most out of it. Was the, the American route any anyone that you had uh, ever thought about, maybe going to like a private school in America to like help with the recruiting or like, a, you know, a pre, do at least a year in a prep school? Did that thought ever like cross your mind in the recruiting process? Yeah, so so my brother did that. Um, so his, his junior year, he did everything in Canada, kind of won everything. Their team went really far on everything. Um, and then his senior year, he went to Alabama, played his senior year there and tore it up again. Um, but he was kind of too late in that recruiting process, you know, being started and being recruited at, as a senior, you really don't see that very much. And so his right. highest offer was from a junior college and stuff. Um, and so I was kind of thinking about that and, and said, maybe I should go out earlier, but to be honest, I really hit my growth spurt really late and I didn't really have much to prove and, or much, you know, to show at that time. And so, um, I just, you know, did the best I could and, 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 trusting God and just hope that I would get a growth spurt eventually. And, and, and I did. So this is a, a big, dumb idiot question. So pardon me if it sounds stupid, but when you play high school ball in Canada, is it like U S football rules or is it like CFL rules? So some schools play uh, American football uh, rules, but um, my high school is Canadian. So like CFL and stuff. So, so you, okay. you were like, why are my receivers not running when you show up to the U S like, what's <laughs> why don't we get a running start here? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a little uh, shock just to to play uh, American football for the first time. Uh, I obviously watched the NFL and, and everything. Grew up a big fan, but I remember my freshman year at Ohio, 
we were learning, going through coverages and stuff like that. And I couldn't, it was all new to me because, you know, we have an extra guy in Canada. And so the defenses are completely different. So my mind was, my mind was a little bit exploding those first couple of meetings in that, that first semester there. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was his experience for sure. Ah, oh, thanks for joining us, buddy. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, great, uh, Curtis. I'm sorry. I respect your time, and I, uh, I, I just wanted on the record that uh, at 28 minutes ago, I decided to hey hop on early and fire up my laptop, and now I'm here. Uh, so that's <laughs> on me. I'll introduce myself. I'm Big Hoppa. I'm so glad you're on. Look, I've been. I'll tell you what, dude. I've had a really tough day at work. I've been thinking all day. I don't know if these guys told you or not, but we've had now you're our third Mac quarterback. You're a third man quarterback that we've had on the show, and I looked at the Ohio schedule coming up, and you'll play the other two, which are Miami, Ohio, and Buffalo back to back this coming season. And so you're really putting me in a tough spot because I I I log in and I see just I mean a stud football player in front of me, ta- and he's Canadian first of all. That's bananas playing CFL rules, and he's winning. Offensive player in the MAC, despite missing ball games, I just don't know what to do. You you got a great smile, and so Appreciate now that. I'm just I'm in a world of hurt. So, yeah, no problem. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to fix my tech issue here, but I appreciate you hopping on. My first question for you, to go back to the CFL stuff because I rudely interrupted this whole thing. Oh, good. So, so how do you, when you were, I don't even know how to uh, to to say this. So when you're learning that offense to start, I mean, you had to have had some background. Like, were you watching NFL games or college yeah. games at all? I mean, obviously your brother. I mean, it's his Aurora dynasty they have in Ohio. But so did you pick it up quick or was it still was it still a, a tough transition for you? Yeah, I, I watched the NFL growing up. So I had a I had a general sense and, and it wasn't, you know, football's football when it comes down to it. You know, you throw the open guy and, and then you figure out the logistics and everything later. Um, but um like i like i was saying they that first semester was a lot of just what is going on like i don't i'm just i can't believe you know i'm still able to practice because my my brain is going a thousand miles an hour you know um but it, it was uh it was nice to have nathan there and, and him basically knowing the whole offense in and out and he him able to just you know, get me through some of the days because um, it was it's a lot of new information. Uh, but now I've been there around you know four and a half years, and um, I, I'm I've kind of transitioned uh, to kind of understanding American football way more than I did. So I love it. So I I do have a follow up because I got to get my questions in since these guys these guys started up uh, with my late self. Um, you have a teammate quarter uh, in the quarterback room with you, Callum Wither. Um, I believe I said that correctly. Um, he's also from Ontario, Canada. And so are you, the, the way you just mentioned your brother help you kind of get into the game and start to understand that stuff. Are you doing the same with him? Obviously the Canadian thing. And, you know, are you taking him under your wing as well? Yeah. Um, Kyle's a great guy. And, and I try to, I, I try to do what I do for, or we you know what older guys do for the younger guys when they come in and, kind of just get them acclimated both on and off the field. And, you know, they're going to have a lot of questions and they're going to mess up the same way we all messed up, you know, as a freshman. But, you know, keeping them going and, and helping them whenever they need it is something that um, I try to do now because that's that's what the older guys did when I was there uh, as a freshman. So it's kind of like the pay it forward thing, you know. 
So, yeah, and you guys kind of struggled a little bit in in 2021, and you know, transitioning from a legendary coach and Frank Solich now to Tim Albin, but you guys really turned it around last year. What was that like? Was it because of the change in coaching? You know, what kind of led to you guys? You know, Ohio's been great. I think it was your first losing record since like 08 or something like that. So, kind of, how'd you guys start struggling, and then how'd you turn it around the next year? Yeah, I think it was just a lot of just getting used to Coach Albin. Um, I think the change happened abruptly. I want to say May or June of, of the 2021 year, and and so we were just trying to get used to Coach Album as a head coach and and, and the values and, and the, uh, everything that he wanted to instill on the team and, and stuff that he wanted to bring forward. Um, and so it was just kind of just kind of get used to that. And um, I I don't I don't have any magical reason of why we turned it around, but. Um, I think the big thing is we're able to buy into what Coach Alvin was bringing forward, buy into the leadership on the team, um, and that we had uh, just kind of a bad taste in our mouth after 2021. And we felt that we underperformed and underachieved, and um, we we were better than that. And, you know, I think a lot of teams might have just gone into rebuild mode, but we felt that we had the pieces and we just needed to another year kind of set. So. And I'm sorry that uh, I'm a Syracuse guy, so I'm sorry about week one, 2021. Yeah, it was a tough one. It was a tough one. It's all right, though. Now, uh, Curtis, you're currently, um, you know, right behind your brother, um, you know, with passing yards and touchdowns in Ohio history. What will that kind of mean if you're able to uh, surpass him this year? Is that going to be, you know, something big, or is that just going to be a bragging rights type of thing uh, between the two of you? Yeah, it'll probably just be more one of those brotherly bragging rights things. Uh, I don't, I honestly don't know how far or how close I am to him, but, uh, you know, it's, I know one thing, I'm not touching his rushing records and everything. Um, so I'll let him have that, but being able to go away with one of them, uh, passing him one th- in something else would be great because of the amazing career he had. Um, so that, that'll be fun, but it'd be more just one of those things I'll bring up at, you know, Thanksgiving or something like that. You mean you don't have it written down that you're 2,014 yards behind him and 22 touchdowns behind him? You don't have that written down? Oh, don't say that. Now he's going to be thinking about it. The thing is, our our media guy will probably mention to me in the next couple months, so he always always keeps me up to date just in case. (laughs) Containable, sure. So, okay, so Luke brought up a game there that obviously didn't go your way. I, I have a question about this game from last year because we obviously as a college football podcast watch a lot of college football. And last year you guys played Fordham. Mm. Uh, you played fantastic football, five total touchdowns. I think it was almost 600 total yards. And I think you were like 41 to 50 passing. However, you guys were down like 52, 46, I believe was the score with like 10 and a half minutes left in the fourth. What, what were you not to you don't have to put down your teammates, but what are you thinking in that moment? Are you like just looking around? Like, is this really happening right now or what? Yeah, it was it was definitely something you don't expect. Um, you know, usually those scheduling games, um, you expect to to win and, and not be in that close of a game. But um, I mean, Fordham's a great team. They got a great quarterback. I mean, he's he's on the roster in NFL roster right now. And, um, we knew going into it that it was going to be a good game. Um, and it was kind of just one of those offensive games. Uh, a lot of there's some games down in in the end of the season that it was a defensive game. So you know. Um, kind of what the message was on the offensive side was, you know, I, we can't be stopped. They can't stop us right now. And so we just got to keep scoring. You know, it was kind of whoever has the ball last. 
And uh, it, it's a lot of fun, when, especially when you're winning any of those games. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I, if 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 you don't mind, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hypothetical for you here, and, and we'll see we'll see what happens. So hypothetically, let's say you're you're not playing football. Maybe you start a college football podcast with with a couple friends, similar to this one, maybe hypothetically. And so one day, you know, maybe you're a gambler. You're into betting on college football, and hypothetically, you see uh see a team, and you bet against that team. And then a couple months later, you know, you, you tell your buddies on that podcast, hey, I like I like this team. Let's bet against this team. Hype, totally hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about, I don't know, eight months later, you're sitting in front of the quarterback, hypothetically, of the team you bet against and absolutely ruined your day. Would you hypothetically Venmo the $20 that you cost that guy or what? See, would it be the same if hypothetically that person won the bet? Would would that be the same thing? Would they, you know, <laughs> hypothetically speaking, I as if I was put in this situation, I would donate half of the winnings to the NIL collective that that hypothetical quarterback might be a part of because I'm a guy personally. We don't actually know if that's true because he's never won a bet. But if he were to win a bet, maybe he wouldn't bet. Check check the record. Last year, <laughs> this is completely hypothetical. I I yeah, can't help with this. Yeah, yeah. Say say you bet against the quarterback, and his name was like I don't know, Rudis Cork or something, and you regretted it because he well, put up forty one points on a bad defense. But it's fine. Now, do, uh, you know, do you? Have... <laughs> You're, are you thinking about who it is? Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Now, do you have a uh, favorite Canadian-born player? Uh, you know, that's in the NFL or maybe currently in college, a guy that you love to watch um, that's from Canada? Um. um, Not really, to be honest. You know, I support a lot of, I mean, support anybody that comes from Canada just because it's it's a lot harder, um, you know, like a lot of our stories um, to, to play in in America because it's so competitive. But um, honestly, there might be the cop would answer, but the only one Canadian player that I follow is my brother, really. Um, in Besley, so um, and now I can say he plays professionally. So there you go. <laughs> I know how, how cool is it to see your brother. I mean, he tore it up in the CFL and then unfortunately gets hurt, but now he's on the Jaguars. Like, how cool is it to just sit back and watch him? You know, rip it in the CFL and now you know gets a chance in the NFL. It's it's amazing. Um, you know, I've been watching him since we were young, and, and he just kept killing it on every level. And uh, the, the time he came out, the year he came out when COVID was happening and kind of, uh, kind of didn't go in his way, uh, because they, they were taking a lot less quarterbacks than the NFL. And so he had to go the unorthodox route of the CFL first and stuff. But, um, uh, I knew eventually he'd, he'd get a shot at least. Um, and, and from what I'm, I'm hearing and knowing from him, he's making the most out of it right now. So, uh, I couldn't be prouder. Do you have a favorite? I'm going to take this one off the rails now. We've we've talked some football. I'm going to take it off the rails. I might have done it with the hypothetical. Are you a big hockey guy? Who's your favorite NHL team? You're Canadian, so you have to. I watched the uh, I watched the Canucks growing up, Vancouver. Okay. Um, my uh, uh my uncle, my aunt and uncle are from Vancouver, and my my mom grew up there, and so watched a lot of Vancouver Canucks. Um, but now it, it's not on TV much in the states, you know. So I've kind of 
stopped sure. watching as much, but any Canadian team that makes playoffs, that's uh who I'm rooting for. But uh we haven't we haven't had much luck in the last couple of years. And plus the only team close to you is the blue jackets now and they stink. So you're kind of in a tough spot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's not a big hockey town either. So No, I I know you were hurt uh, for this game, but, uh, you know, Ohio played in the Barstool Bowl. Were you able to travel for that? Um, you know, nice. How, how was that whole experience, uh, you know, being there, especially with a new bowl game and, you know, uh, with it being sponsored by Barstool? Yeah, um, it was great. They did a great job. Barstool did a great job. Um, you know, I think they, they did the most for us. And um, I love going to bowl games. Um Kind of the first one that I've uh, felt like I've been part of the team, um, uh, you know. Uh, but they're so fun to be able to explore and and be there and um, kind of see what each bowl you know party gets to do and and all that. Um, and then it was such a great game as well, you know, um, having a having a bowl game to be so good leading up and then as well winning the bowl game and in, in, in what what the fashion it was and the game winning touchdown. Um, you can ask for a much better bowl game, in my opinion. Um, and it was it was great to watch and then see the teammate, my teammates, uh, succeed in, in in the fashion that they did. I don't know if you're like a big barstool guy, but like if any of like your family is watching the game and they had just no idea, were they like very confused by the broadcast? Like, what? Who are these people? Why are they talking about like betting on the like? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. Uh. So my my parents were at the game, so they didn't get to see the broadcast. Um. But I had some family members watching from home and. They were uh, they were not 100% following what was going on, but uh, I mean, unless you follow Barstool, I don't think you could you would really understand that. Uh, and, and those guys and announcers, they're they're pretty funny though. My, I feel like you're a big Minahan guy. I feel like you have a little bit of Barstool background. Do you do you have any? I I don't you know follow it as much, but. Definitely during that span, I was I was keeping it up, and uh, I met Caleb Presley and everything. He came to OU and stuff. Um, he's 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 a character for sure. Now I was looking you up on Twitter before we do our our interview, as any uh, as any good uh, interviewee would. And there was a tweet from TSN. It was one of your highlights, and it referred to you as the Maple Missile. Now, is that something that has like grown into a thing? Because like if TSN's tweeting that, I have to imagine it's your actual nickname yeah it's i don't even know when it what year it came out but um they called nathan air canada went this year and and the next year i i I started and uh so i guess they felt like they need the nickname i think there's our twitter account the the bobcast twitter account that just threw it in a tweet one time and i guess they caught on um it's quite it it's it's a good nickname i'll be honest uh, yeah, it's kind of cool because you guys are like the only Canadian quarterback, so like you have full range for all the like, yeah, Air yeah. Canada and Maple Missile. That's a that's a killer duo. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're a huge we're a huge nickname podcast, so I think I don't think I'm going to recognize your name anymore. I think you're only Maple Missile to me now. That's how the only way I'll refer to you. If that's what you want to do, I'm okay with that. I, you don't understand how lucky you are, Curtis, because Pop usually tries to give our guests nicknames, and they're <laughs> terrible. So this is just, you're lucky. That's not true. What I normally try to do is get you an NIL deal, but you already have one. So it kind of puts me in a pickle here. I'm trying to, I'm racking my brain. Anything to, like, play off of Curtis, maybe cymbals? Are you big, you like percussion instruments? 
I was never a big musical guy, but uh, I did try the uh, saxophone out one time. Okay, that's good. I can't read music to save my life, so good thing we're on the same page there. Uh, I'll I'll take this one. Speaking of music, let's get into that game day routine. What's in the headphones? Yeah. We this is this is one of our favorites to do. What's in the headphones? How do we get ready for game day? Um, yeah, it's it's kind of depends on how I'm feeling when the game is. Uh, I usually try to listen to. Something that will kind of like calm me down and distract me a little bit from the nerves and stuff. Um, whether that's like some like Christian music or um, sometimes I listen to a big Taylor Swift hits. They oh yeah, now you're yeah. speaking my language. The thing is, she's very good at uh, songs and just sing-alongs. You know, those are good. Um, I remember that was one of the, my uh, tight ends coach um, loves Taylor Swift. And so he he brought it up, and I was like, I'm gonna do that for game day, and I don't I don't remember what game it was to be honest, but uh, it was at home, so we I know we won, so it, was, it might have to do it next year. I don't know. I I do have to slide this in before we move on to the next uh, set of these questions, but since you're from Canada, what's your what's your opinion on Nickelback? Are you pro or anti? I I I like I don't mind Nickelback. I I think he's got some good songs. Um, it I don't. You used to be a big radio guy. Um, and Nickelback was on there all the time. It's it's not something I pull up now, you know, every day or every every other day or something like that. It's just one of those. He's got some good songs. You're probably what the about first. <laughs> what about Celine Dion? Are you are you are you cranking the Celine up every once in a while? I'm I'm not. I'm 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 cranking more Drake and and Justin up there. Okay. So what? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe not that far back. <laughs> Okay, okay. Kind of circling back to the Taylor Swift, is there, are you going more, you know, fun Taylor Swift, like a shake it off, or are you going something a little more fierce, like trouble? Is there like certain Taylor Swift you'll listen to that kind of gets you into the game mode, like something to relax you and get loose? Usually something that has a good beat, I would say. Um, shake it off probably follows more of that. Um, but something, you know, you get head bop too and just vibe. You know, I like it. What about the game day meal? What's that looking like? Are you you got your you got your headphones in? Your t-shirt is banging. You're bopping. What's what's on the fork as we're eating pregame? Um, so we have the same like spread for each game, but it's usually some like some grilled chicken, some uh, some pasta, some beans, um, a little bit of bread, and then that's it. Get ready to go. Some basics, but it's some good food, good good fuel. We need to get you. We need to get you something a little better than that. That's just, that's just carbo loading and a little bit of chicken. That's we gotta that's we gotta get dirt. a chef in there in Ohio. <laughs> I I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Routine's good. Routine's good. Yeah. So uh, th- again, kind of like the uh, pregame ritual one. It's been a recurring question on the show. Hmm. Um, you know, Luke is. Uh, I think Luke's maybe seen thirty movies in his lifetime. Uh, hops in the middle. I'm a huge movie guy. Uh, write about it on the site. What what did we we always ask? What's your favorite uh, movie? Or if you can't think of one, maybe two or three favorite movies. Man, um, I don't want to go basic, but I mean, Shawshank's up there. Sure, yep, fact. It's 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 gone there. Um, I'm a big Marvel fan, so I could I could throw a lot of those in there. Um, mm. I think I think the End Game will good as well. Um, mm. I'm still haven't seen the second. I don't know if you guys see the is the Spider Verse second one coming out this. This weekend is that going out? Last weekend. Last weekend. I gotta, I gotta, gotta go to see that one. 
Uh, what, yeah, what'd you think of the first? Me and Diaz were talking about the second one. Luckily, yeah. right before you got on, no spoilers, but really? yeah, the, it, it's crazy. We'll say that. I thought the first one was good. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the second one. It's it was weird because you know you go to watching all the Spider Man that were cartoon stuff and now they're animated and stuff. But I thought it was really good for for, for what it was, and um, I'll have to watch the second one too. So. Is it good? Yeah, it's really good. I'll say that. Yeah, okay, we'll, okay. we'll 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 talk about it again when you you know when you inevitably come on you know chat during the season with us because there we you go. Know, now that you're with us, you're stuck with us. But I did want to ask. I got hold on, hold on, hold on. We we haven't asked him the most important question that always comes up. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion of the movie Up? Because Luke hates it. Yeah, I I don't have a I don't hate it, but not like my top ten. I mean, it's it's a government. I don't think it's a bad movie. Okay, what, what, okay, that's fine. That's all you had to say. Okay. <laughs> I I don't want to do this every show. I just, I can't do it. I don't hate the movie. I just think that well, people, people watch that sequence in the beginning with the love story and the heartbreak, and it's great. But after that, it's just a fine movie. It's a great moment followed by a fine movie. Yeah, I mean, he makes a point. He makes Thank you. Point. Wow, Curtis Roy, maybe a bad guy. Might be a bad guy. No, I never yes, said it was bad. I just it's, 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 I think, a fine a way to describe it. It's fine. It's a fine movie. All right, well, we're chatting with uh, Ohio quarterback Curtis Rourke, 2022 Mac Offensive Player of the Year. My last question for you, Curtis. So, you know, looking at NFL draft buzz, you're you're usually in like the 15 to 20 range of quarterbacks right now. Um, I know, you know, we've talked in the past, you know, what are your, your goals for the future? Like, is it CFL? Is it NFL? And then what do you think that you need to work on this year to kind of solidify yourself in that process? Um, yeah, I, I first and foremost want to have a great season. Um and and have the team have a good season as well. Um, you know, a lot of us came together and and realized that last year was great, but we didn't get that MAC championship, and and that's the overall goal. And so, that's going to be the number one goal this off season in, in, in the season going forward. Um, personally, um, I love to have a great year and and have a chance to play professionally wherever that may be. Uh, something to work on. Um, I think just working on timing and stuff and, and getting backside and getting through progressions when, when need be is, is something that I'm going to continue to work on. Um, and then overall just, um, continue to get better in getting that chemistry with my teammates, um, throughout the whole offense. And, um, because we got some great players and as, as long as I get the ball in their hands, that's they're, they're going to do the rest. So, um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the year. If you don't mind, can you elaborate on because you were extremely accurate last year. The statistics backed that up, and you were talking about getting through your progressions. I would think that it sounds like you feel like you're not always on time, but mm. I don't know if it's the ability to maybe throw the guy open. But based off your your accuracy numbers, I feel like you you're right on time. Yeah, uh, I, I think for the most part, uh, I did a good job last year. Uh, a lot of that comes with the plays and the play calling and, and the receivers, uh, like I mentioned. But I think uh, there's always room for improvement. Um, I mean, my coach says when you think you know it all, you, you're only halfway there. Uh, and I think that's true a, a lot of the time. Um, and so uh, I think timing also goes with not just the physical part, but also the mental part in, in being able to be on time on the play, um, which sometimes can be put into forethought. Um, and so, um, and just all those things got to continue to get better if I want to reach the professional level. 
Well, there he is, ladies and gentlemen, Ohio quarterback Curtis Roar. Curtis, thanks for hanging out with us. We're now a Miami, Buffalo, Ohio podcast. But look, you guys made the MAC championship last game, so uh, last year. So we might just we might just hitch our wagon to you. But uh, thanks so much for hopping out with us today, man. Did you ask him about why everybody hates Ohio? By the way, I did. Yeah, he didn't have an answer. <laughs> you know, that's, I, I thought we were a little. Look at that smile. Maybe they're jealous of that beautiful smile you got. Well, thanks for hanging out with us, Curtis, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll chat again along along down the road. So thanks so much, man. For sure. Appreciate you guys. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> A podcast presented by Student Union Sports.